All right, SLK, Clinton Yates, LZ Granderson. It's time for What You Need to Know. It's brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what you got? All right, man. So you you guys are going to talk about the Dodgers. I'm going to steal your shine just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because I did see those fly pictures from Instagram and Twitter, right? The Dodgers were at the White House. But, you know, Laura, Laura took a little notice of some stuff. Mm. And um, I noticed that the guys had some pretty nice professional pictures. And I've had a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know what? I'm not even going to say the word because the word I have is not nice. Um, I had an issue. Ooh. I had an issue a few months ago when the Dodgers did not have the Urias jersey I wanted. I had an issue when they won the World Series and Diaz wasn't plastered anywhere on their Twitter and Instagram. And now when they go to the White House, I see, you know, Mookie Betts, who looks fly. I see uh, Bellinger and Kershaw and Kenley and other Dodger players that I love. Don't get, Look, I love my Dodgers. You guys know this. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this. But there's some issues that I got and not having Diaz and Victor Gonzalez and Gratterall. On their single professional taking pictures, I was kind of upset about that. I was like, hey, where are my dudes at? Okay, these are the guys that I identify with, and I don't see them anywhere near there. Then an hour later, I see a picture with Urias, Gonzalez, Graterol, and Kenley. And I was like, yo, okay, Dodgers, calming me down a little bit, but they got a lot of heat on their socials for it. But then I've never been to the White House, guys, and I know some of you guys here have. I kind of felt like that picture didn't look like it was in the White House, and I'm like, hmm. I don't know. It does mm. kind of look like it's in a hallway. There. Right. It does look it, like right? it's like at a, it's a, at a little, Denny's nearby. Right. It doesn't look like it's the same experience. It's kind of like. But a nice Denny's, though. I want that to be clear. It's a nice Denny's. It's right. an upscale Denny's, like the guacamole with the cranberries, you know? But. Exactly. <laughs> no, I get that. I've been to the White House. I've been to the White House for teams getting uh what's it called getting trophies and I've been to the White House for other reasons as well and this was this was a good this was a good a good showing I tell you what the Dodgers are playing the Nationals right now better showing than when the Nationals showed up the last time they were there to get their trophy tell you what you know what I'm saying that was a hectic experience but what these do guys you mean? look good what do I mean what do you mean what I mean is that I'm glad that we can just watch teams go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest and accept their trophies and have fun without having to talk about anything else that's what I mean that's all. I got you. I got you. you know. And I'm with and I'm with you, Laura. Um, you know, I was Thank on a tech exchange with you, of course, and and mm-hmm. and, and um, Jorge, and it was disturbing. But it's I'm trying to figure out why it keeps happening to him specifically. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, does it have anything to do with the altercation that he had a couple of years ago Might that be. got him in trouble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. Yeah. The way that he performed in the postseason, he should be plastered everywhere. Like everywhere. Especially in Los Angeles. And the fact that he's still somewhat muted after such an incredible performance at such a young age, it does make you wonder, like, what's going on with this? Yeah, I mean, I think that's... I think that's- I, th- I think that's what most reasonable people would think, is that, you know, that, that they just don't think that they can afford to to have his image out there. I mean, Laura, this is something you talk about a lot, though, just in terms of representation in general, though. You know, he's mm-hmm. not the only guy, uh, I think, who who is marketable in that regard. You know what I mean? So He's know, not. You, got, you got what you got, what you wanted, though, Laura. That's, that's, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> I was like, he's not. But look, for me, and, and I was talking to Greg about it earlier, it's just the Dodgers have a history. 
LZ has brought it up. LZ has touched on it. We touched on it earlier on this week. And the fan base of the Dodgers is predominantly Latino and Mexicanos because we're in L.A. So for them to continue to shine out that and it could I mean, Gonzalez, too, you know, I understand he's not at the caliber as Urias, but he is Mexican. So it's just it's not just him. Right. So for me, it is a big deal because obviously it affects me. It affects my community. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. And a lot. And I was telling Greg, a lot of people don't even know how Dodger Stadium was built and how it was built. And they're finally starting to to understand the story about it. And it's like, whoa, like eye opening. So there's a lot there. And to me, it just it's a continuous thing. And to, to, you know, Briones's point, like. I love, you know, Joe Kelly has now been someone who we're like, yeah, that's our dude, right? But he got more shine mm-hmm. with his mariachi jacket than the guys that are there representing the country. So it's just like, okay. It's just, it's it's a thing for me. And, you know, for, it's just a big deal for me. And I feel like no one really talks about it because it's a sore subject and people kind of don't right. want to really throw that light on there but it's like no this is a big deal to me it's a big deal to my community it's a big deal to la so i just wanted to absolutely talk about it. i totally understand but speaking of things that we're passionate about lz you know i'm passionate about clothes some of you have seen my drip drive segment on sports center because i like to talk about these fits have you gotten a good look yet lz at the entire roster in terms of what they were bringing can we rank the looks it'd five real, to one can we it'd do be this? real easy okay because it's only like one five, right? Who you got? No, who you got? I mean, I've got. Okay, so I've got. I've got. <laughs> it's only got one five. Everybody Kershaw else at you five. What you I've say? got Kershaw at five. I think this look very much talks about where he's from, Highland Park, Dallas. He looks like a suburban Dallas dude at the White House. The sneakers are pretty fly. I've got number four as um, Justin Turner. I think I this Turner, is also I got JT as, as a four too. That's a good look right there. You know, I mean, he's a little buttoned up for my sake. This is a, like he's got the hard sole shoes on, which to me is an interesting choice. But, you know, whatever. That's what you choose to yeah, do. But the, like color, the, way- the color choice is what makes, them, makes it pop. Yes, that's the, they're, they're fly. Number, what is it, four? Number three here, I think Kenley looks good. Like, you can say that amazing. he's overdressed because he's wearing a bow tie. But, like, this, this is a good look to me. What do you, LZ, what do you think? No, he looks amazing. Kenley looks great. He's the solid four for me. Solid four. Number two for me is um, the aforementioned Joe Kelly. I think that the mariachi setup, I mean, for as much as obviously the sort of controversy or whatever you want to call it, not controversy, but the situation that is what the mariachi jacket is, I thought it was cool. You know, I thought he looked good, and it was cool to see him sort of flip that and give that a little bit run. And number one is obviously Marcus Lynn Betts, who coming straight out of the pages of GQ, as he has done earlier this year. Got the hat going, got the green suit going, standing out. it's a good list. It's a good list, Ozzy. What do you, who you got? What's your ranking? So, when I said five, I thought five was number one. No. That's, that's why I said it's only one, and that's yes. Mookie. Mookie's, Mookie came in and said, you know what? I ain't from a red state or a blue state. I'm from a green state. I got paid. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so paid, I can't even keep it off my body. Let me just show you. I'm just going to walk around looking paid. Um, I, I really thought that overall – the team looked just like their personalities. Mm. Like, no one to me looked as if they were doing something I would not expect from them. Right. I they expected, get outside of their offense, if right. you will. I, I expected Mookie to show up and show out. Because that's just what he does. 
and I expect me to scroll around and around and around trying to find out where the hell Cody Bellinger was. It took me about five minutes because he just blended right in. <laughs> I was like, damn, where he at? Did he go? Is he protesting? Where he at? Like, that's, oh, there he is. I did not see Biden taking a knee. I didn't realize that that was still in a, that's something he still had in the arsenal, Greg. You know what I mean? <laughs> to be able to get up and down like that with these guys taking a picture. This is hilarious. It looks like a high school picture. Like, what are we doing here? Greg, who did you have in your top five? Who did you like to see the most at the White House? Look, I, I'm with you guys. I thought Mookie Betts looked the best. Uh, I thought Kenley, I thought Kenley looked real sharp, though. Yep. I thought he, he was right up there up top. And, uh, and Justin Turner was also one of the ones that I thought was – one of the best looking ones out there. Just like the whole thing, it would just work with like the tighter pants with it where it's, it's at the bottom right before the shoes where you can still see a little bit of ankle. Oh, yeah. It, yeah it looked, tapering, uh, if you will. Mm -hmm. Tapering. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, this is not my lane. No, so it's I, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me explain to you. I am a major ambassador of the ankles out community. I you love are. that look. Oh, absolutely. That is a look I go to routinely, if it's not. Frequently. Absolutely. I don't really wear – I can't think of the last time I wore a pair of pants where the cuff extended all the way down to contact my shoe. I'm actually being serious about that. Is it me or does uh, Seeger looks a little bored? He always looks bored. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> just a, that's a Seeger. Okay. Looks, yeah, he looks bored. You know what caught my eye? What's that? So if you guys scroll through the pictures, right, on, on mm. Instagram or wherever you guys are watching the pictures – seeing the pictures, I'm sorry – the one that stood out for me is Kenley's picture. Mm -hmm. That guy in the background. Nobody has like a photo bomb except for Kenley. And that guy's if you guys like zoom in, he's making like this weird face. <laughs> and I was like, What are you you throwing shade back there, sir? Throwing shade to Kenley. I mean we, we kinda do That's it too, funny. you know. Kenley's but... got the ankles out too though. Yeah. Ken Kenley yeah. Kenley Okay, so I think Ken, different people, and Elsie, I want to get your thoughts on this. When you go to the White House, there's a couple of different places in D.C., by the way. And for those of you who don't know, I'm from D.C., so this is why I'm explaining it this way. We're like, you can choose to dress somewhat super, super dressy, and it's not going to be out of place. The Kennedy Center comes to mind, for those of you who aren't familiar with that. Mm -hmm. And the White House is the same way. Kenley is definitely more dressy dressed than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like He could be going to a legitimately high fashion function, and he's got, like, what appear to be some sort of tuxedo pant on. He's got, like, I mean, his shoes are on another level. And he's legitimately wearing a bow tie. Like, he really understood the assignment here, LZ. No, he looks great, man. He looks great. And it's like, the, the fun part about it, of course, for me, is not just the fact that they were there and that they looked good. But that they didn't seem, to your earlier point, there didn't seem to be any drama. Yes. <laughs> it was just a normal... This team won a championship. Hey, let's do a photo op at the White House right before our game in D.C. There weren't any Great statements. Move. There weren't any, like, you know, fast food, restaurant food spread out in front of them. <laughs> it was, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't none of that other stuff that we had to deal with in previous times. So it was, right. it was nice just to, like, have the team that you root for and guys that you really like have a nice moment at the White House without having to explain why they went. Speaking All right, so which, what I what I want to know is that yeah. you guys are so into the fit. So what would you guys wear to the White House if you won a championship? Well, as somebody who's been to the White House multiple times, I have gone. It's a big for me. It's a suit no tie situation, is what it is. And I, I, well, it depends on what you're doing. Like I, if I was going to cover something there, yeah, that's probably what I've worn. Now that I think about it, I probably worn that both times I was there. But last time I was there, I might have worn jeans. Now that I think about it. 
I might have worn jeans to the White House because that was when the Nationals were there. I can't. I can't. I don't think I'm ever going to wear another pair of jeans again. As an aside, Elsie, <laughs> what would you wear to the White House? I mean, like you, I, I literally don't know how many times I've been in the White House. Like it's just yeah. part of my career. But if I were an athlete with a championship going to the White right. House, right. I don't know what I would wear because after I hire the stylist to make something from scratch, I have to wait to see what Ooh. the designs are going to be. Ooh. <laughs> I'm oh, you're not, going full okay. booty. I'm not right. I love enough. that, though. That, can, <laughs> come I, on I mean, now. for real. I'm, a, I'm an athlete that just won a championship and I'm going mm. to the White House and you think I'm going off the rack? No, no, no. No. Better be fitted to me. <laughs> Tailored, pleasing thing. I mean, this is a man that is flying to LA to get his hair done to go to DC. <laughs> Come on true. now. This is true. But I mean, I guess I guess to that point though, the question is, can the Lakers still go? And what do you think they would look like? I gotta believe the Lakers would be on the whole probably. I don't know if the know. Lakers can still go, man. You don't think so? I don't late? know. Mm. I don't know. It feels weird. It feels what Biden's supposed to make a time for two teams now? It feels weird, Greg. Would you would you would you accept a Lakers White House trip? Is it or is it too late? I feel like it's just like the parade. It's it's just too late. Like they've missed their opportunity yeah. for all of that stuff. I think it's just passed. Whoever wins because the championship is going to be Indeed. done here in just a couple of weeks. You got to take and then the there's gonna be a new champion. Yeah, we just we missed it. Mm-hmm. I think that if they had not been in the playoffs and they had gone like after the regular season, it would have been okay. But, like, the fact that they played and lost in the playoffs, it would be very weird at this stage because they were participants. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, it's very, very weird. It's like going, yeah, we know that the Suns or the Bucks or the Hawks are this year's champ, but we want our last year picture now. No, no, you got to go to a fundraiser or something to make that work for you. (laughs) Right, but don't you – I feel like the White House would be like, we would much rather have the Lakers here and whoever's going to be crowned champions this year. I'm just saying, throwing a little shade. Why? No, no, That's no, not no, a little why? shade. <laughs> throw a little shade. Yeah, you, you what, see, what does that even you're mean? the queen of having a full solar eclipse and somebody's a little shade. <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, no, like I'm the Bucks saying. maybe not, but like, are you kidding me? If the Hawks showed mm-hmm. up to the White House, I'm Trey, just saying, okay. There'd be lemon pepper wings everywhere. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Forget yeah, another about type fast of function. Food. Forget about Big Macs and fast food. We got lemon pepper wings. We got all sorts of stuff. That'd be great. Some other stuff. White House. Anyway, so down to LZ and Cap, Clinton Yates filling in on a Friday. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. LZ, what do you what do you think about when you think about this song? Is this what you use when you're doing push-ups in the dark in your lovely abode, working out, making sure that you're keeping it tight? Nah, dog. This ain't my inspiration. This, <laughs> this don't the do Rocky it for me. Theme, <laughs> it went to number one in 1977. I don't. I was not alive in 1977, so I don't know what was going on at that time in 1977. Better music than this. <laughs> wow! It's called "Gonna Fly Now" by what's this guy's name, Greg? Bill Conti. Yeah, Bill Conti. Does he have any other selections I should know about? Uh, I, you know, this I'm one. Sh- <laughs> this is a good song. I like this song. 
This song is, you know what? What this song is good for, it's good mm-hmm. for exactly what it is. You know what I mean? An inspirational song from a movie about a fictional character. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 it's giving, as we like to say, exactly that. I like this song. No, it's a it's a great little song, and it was great for the movie. I'm just not riding around in my car playing it. I meant like using it on your workout tracks. You know what I'm saying? No. I feel like a lot of people, when they want to get fired up, they get some level of inspiration. Or maybe that's more Greg's. Greg's it's just Greg, a Greg, thing, I, yeah, Greg I, thing. I, I, Greg thing. I jump on the Peloton. And this is always going right in my ears every time. Like I, stay, I stay away from what they're saying to me. I just listen to this over and over and on repeat. <laughs> maybe you should why. listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. This is why we don't like Greg pick the music. Raised. My arms are raised as I'm going like, ah, I went up the mountain. Dude, that's not easy to do either. If you've ever been to Philly and you've run those steps, it's like. It's yo, not. Okay. It's Laura not, tried. It's not as simple as it Mm-mm. looks. Um, though, speaking of Rocky, speaking of underdog stories and speaking of accomplishments, of course, the NCAA ruled this week that the image and likeness of athletes is something that they're going to be able to monetize. We've had some great examples of kids jumping on that early i saw one guy get a pet smart deal because he's a um he's a dog dad as he put it we've seen a bunch of other people sort of find ways to monetize what it is that their lives are with just you know personal stuff that i think is within reason but more largely there's the discussion about what happens retroactively and we think about some of the athletes if you've been on twitter or on the instas uh, recently you've seen sort of like who would have really been popping if they had been allowed to do this back in the day, Johnny Manziel comes to mind. Tim Tebow comes to mind. Um, people like Candace Parker and obviously Maya Moore come to mind as well. But like in L.A. specifically, there's the story of Reggie Bush. And Reggie Bush was the kind of guy who really and earnestly got his name sullied. He got awards taken away. Wins were taken off the board. And... A lot of people don't know Reggie Bush for anything other than the guy who got his Heisman taken, and they sort of forget that, like, he was one of the most electric players ever. Maybe not forget, but, like, you kind of – you look back on it as as sullied when after now you think to yourself, man, we really put that family through all that nonsense to turn around and change the rule. He wants an apology. He said, I should have my Heisman back. I should have my records reinstated. I should be somebody who is looked at within the UC, USC community as revered. Do you think he deserves that, LZ? And do you think that that's going to happen? Um, yes and yes. Yes, he okay. deserves it. Absolutely, he deserves it. One gazillion, billion percent, he deserves it. And yes, I do believe SC is going to do the right thing. And I do believe the NCAA and the, the Heisman Trust are all going to do the right thing because they don't want this to get nastier if he, they do the wrong thing. This is, this is like a PR layup. Bring Reggie back. Make it a feel-good moment. Hell, give him a parade on campus. Make it a moment, a celebratory moment, not just for him and the accomplishments that they were forced to sort of erase, but make it a moment for college sports, period. Celebrate it. Or you could do the other thing. <laughs> which is stub your toe, make this worse, and have me write a piece about you in the L.A. Times. Take your pick. <laughs> LA, You've been warned. You've been I, warned. I mean, you know, listen, NCAA is not exactly in the business of making great decisions, you know, left and right, but this was a good one. But I, I would go a step further, LZ. I think that, 
Like, just for an indication of goodwill, and I saw Jay Billis tweeting about this earlier, like, dude, you got to devacate all these vacated wins or reinstate, whatever the word is right. that's the opposite of vacate. You know, you got to do the right thing from a wins and a record standpoint and just say, you know what, anything that was related to extra benefits or anything that was related to stuff like that, we're just going to... Tattoos. Yeah, right. Like, come on, yo. Like, we're just going to point out and we're going to give everything back. It doesn't cost you a thing to do that. You know what I'm saying? This isn't some situation where you're all of a sudden giving up a bunch of money. What you're doing is you're restoring people's dignity on some level because we all know you can't vacate experiences anyway. You know, Chris Weber talked about this as well. Weber has a reasonable beef about a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? And, you know, because his, his relationship with his teammates got basically fractured because right. of this, you know what I mean, in terms of who the Fab Five were. And that is stuff you can't replace from a life level. But if you at least legitimize what the work people did was, and you know, in history, you're, you're starting somewhere overall, LZ. Yeah, you know, it's – and especially, like, at University of Michigan, to your point, like, you got the Fab Five, man. You guys have had to put that whole marketing, branding moment on ice. You should be pushing with Chris to say, let's do this because it benefits you as well. And, oh, by the way, it's the right thing. But yesterday when we were talking about this, Clinton, mm-hmm. and I'm going to reiterate it because it is important to remember that I was a little disappointed that – Reggie didn't seem to want to bring everybody with him at the same time. How so? Well, because I would have preferred a statement beyond just you. Mm. I would have preferred a statement that says you are part of this fraternity of wronged athletes. That you weren't a singular in this, that you were part of a collective. And that some elements of that collective didn't get an opportunity to still go pro, make millions, and be able to have a presence on television. You know, Chris, Chris, as well as Reggie, were still able to recover. But there are a lot of brothers out there that got caught up in the same way who couldn't recover. And it would be nice if nothing else, their accomplishments are also recognized, you know, because they don't have the millions. They don't still have the television platform and, and the fame. You know, Chris Webber is still going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Reggie Bush got a Super Bowl ring. Like, they didn't get everything, but what they got after college was pretty damn nice, I would say. But there's some That's brothers true. out there who got caught up, kicked out, and didn't get anything. And the least you can give them is leave the damn wins that they got for your school. So that's the only reason why I'm like, I wish he would have made it bigger than him because it is bigger than him. Greg, if you had been a college athlete, or let's just say Greg in college got an endorsement deal from some company, what would it have been per your lifestyle that you were living at that moment? Oh, my, my lifestyle actually in college, it would be a dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not even a joke. Like, I, I like how short. you said in college. Like, you said, right. like, in a different lifestyle <laughs> like, today. Like, doing something different. LZ, what about you? Yeah, if you had one, like, what, what, what would it be? If I had one, what? I like, if really you had a sponsor right. in college that would have sponsored yeah, what your lifestyle was right. like. In college? It probably would have been a record store. Mm. I was in a band. I worked at a record store. And music was, is, and probably always will be a significant part of my life. So it would probably be like, you know, Tower Records or something like that. Wow. Okay. Back in the day when Tower Records actually was, you know, a thing. I was going to say something off color would have been mine, but I'm going to decide not to do that. So I'm going to say it would have been very cheap beer. That's probably would I probably would have been a natty light. 
Oh God, you drink uh, Natty Light too, bro? Oh yeah, oh, I mean, every day in college? Are you kidding me? Oh my like, gosh, I'm still broke. in surgery trying to recover from what it did to the insides of my body. <laughs> when I was broke, you know what I mean? Like that Natty Light was the only thing people were even gonna drink if they went to your house. If you had some highfalutin other nonsense, people thought you were trying to, you know, act like you were better than they were, which I'm obviously not. You know? I mean, listen, Natty Light did get me through. Not gonna lie. But as it was getting me through, I was very much aware of how I was getting through. Because that is not a good beer. <laughs> I hope I hope they're not a sponsor. I would hate for Christmas to be like going, hey, they're a sponsor. But it's just like, I've never, I've actually have had Mickey's since college. But Mickey's. I have never had Natty, like, Natty oh. Light since college. Nah, Mickey's can't do it. But... Greg, Mickey's, you can use that. It's Lysol when you, when you, if you don't finish all that's in the bottle. Bro, also, those bottles. Malt liquor? Used, they could be used as, you know, weapons if you ever got into a fight. Oh, yeah. It was like a grenade. That, that, that happened. Anyway. Yeah. What? Were you going to say, Greg? No, I was going to say, you know how many different pyramids I've made and different styles of pyramids <laughs> out of Natty Light cans? <laughs> like, that was, that was just the fun part of the whole Natty Light thing. You get, you know, you get the 30 pack, everyone comes with them, and you just make the pyramids and all the different, like, shapes and stuff. I can't believe I stopped Quentin from getting us out of this segment for you to say that. I stopped this whole, he was getting ready to wet, lead us out of this segment smoothly. You did that. For I, you, I you thought did. you about to break you some did. stuff down. <laughs> Damn, Grant. Sedano, LZ, and Cap on ESPN. I'm stacking some cans in a, in a... Oh, my God. Would you rather coming up next? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'll take it away, Chris. Thank you very much. And Clinton, we'll start with you. And now, I assume that you'd like to do both of these, but... You have to choose one that you prefer. So would you rather dine alone or watch a movie by yourself? Um, Can I do both? Like in the movie theater? <laughs> yeah. I'd rather watch theater. a movie by myself. I do actually do that. I do do both of those all the time. I mean, dining I alone is fine. The same thing. But it's, it's mainly because, like, if you're dining alone, there's probably other people there, which makes the experience fine. But in the movie, you kind of want to be alone. You know what I mean? Like, because you, you can focus and other people aren't in there yelling and screaming. I mean, we'd be yelling in the movie theater. I don't mind that if it's like a group experience. But like, for the most part, a movie is a kind of a lonely thing, which is like why people like it. You know what I'm saying, LZ? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a singular activity made to look like a group activity. Right. But everything is happening just to you. <laughs> and you share it afterwards, just like you would anything else you do by yourself. Um, yeah, I do both. And I enjoy both. A lot. A lot. Because I'm an introvert with an extrovert's career because God has a sense of humor. <laughs> You're an introvert? I just, I am, man. But, like, I don't know about that. I understand that. I no, get that. I, I, get, I get those vibes. Like, you do your job, but, like, you're not the kind of person. See, I'm not an introvert. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I'm in these streets, I'm out here talking to people. You know what I mean? As best as I can in order to make sure that I feel like, you know. I'm getting my worth my worthwhile out of actually being out. Like if I'm like I said, if I'm dining alone, the likelihood that I end up talking to somebody else is much higher. So it's not that big of a deal anyway. <laughs> and and then the, I mean, introverts aren't shy people. 
Introverts are people who don't get a charge from being around other people. Extroverts get a charge from being around other people. That's the difference. So it's not that's about fair. being shy or not. Yeah, yeah that's Existential fair. moments. With Elsie Grimes. I had lots of therapy. I had to understand myself. I was like, what is this? What's going on? All right, LZ. Would you rather wear pants three sizes too big or shoes three sizes too small? <laughs> what? Okay. Give me the pants. <laughs> Give me the pants, man, because I'll hold those things up, but don't F my feet, man. Getting corns and stuff like that? Nah. Give me the pants. Yeah, you're also talking to somebody who was in high school in the 90s. So, like, I have definitively worn pants three sizes too big. Jinko jeans? It was required. Large parts of my life. Yeah, not just Jinko jeans, but in general, like basketball shorts. You know, this is a time when most things were large. You know what I'm saying? Take a a look back at some of those pictures of the NBA in, like, the year 2000. Straight up. You know what I mean? Like, look at the clothes those guys are wearing. These things are huge. The amount of fabric alone. Some of these these these, these at, suits and stuff. Look at the draft yeah. night from 1992 in any sport with black people. <laughs> it's amazing. You know what I'm it's saying? Amazing. Like they changed the whole rule about what you could wear at games because Allen Iverson's clothes were too big in their opinion. You want to talk about the European standard of beauty coming back to haunt you? The NBA was doing that forever ago. So I'm a big fan of things being too big. At least I was at one point in my life. Laura. You're not messing with my pedicure, my feet. So you're giving me the pants, okay? No, no, no. Exactly. Priorities. We love messing it. Messing up your yeah. feet. That's a health crisis. You mess up your feet. And you can't, can't mess it. with my feet. All right, Laura, we're going to go to you to start off for this one. Would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Yo, I'm Mexican. We shout naturally, so just give me that. I mean, <laughs> this is, my mom doesn't talk. She shouts. So I'm going to do the shouting. For me, I think it's got to be whisper. My bad. It's got to be whisper because, again, I got a loud voice as it is. You want to know a funny story, Greg? So when I was in the lobby at uh, in Nebraska at the College World Series, there's a lot of people down there, you know, so you're meeting new people in the lobby every once in a while. And I'm talking to the barista dude. Shouts to my man Cody. He was, like, one of the only brothers that worked in the whole thing. And I'm just talking to him, like, sort of over the crowd because, like, people, you know, people are getting their thing, but I'm shouting them out. You know how it is, LZ. Mm-hmm. And some guy turns to me. He goes, are you a drill sergeant in your real life? I was like, no, Damn. I just got a loud voice. You know what I mean? So I, I think I'm going to go whisper because I got the other one covered, just like Laura said. Yeah, I'm going to go whisper because I can always get a microphone to be elevated. But if you're yeller, there's not much you can do to muzzle. <laughs> and I like being sneaky, too. So I want to oh. whisper wait, so I can sneak up on you. If you whisper, Greg, can you amplify with something else or are you just always going to no, whisper? No, you can only whisper see, or see. only shout. No, 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 see. no, 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 no. Right. I'm whispering still. I'm just holding a microphone. There's a difference. That's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> That's called whispering acting. into a megaphone is fun, though. That's for sure. <laughs> Loophole. See here. Never done that. Let me so like you ASMR type stuff. Yeah, so, that's. So I mean, I'm right big now. into. I'm big into that kind of stuff. I'm ASMR right is like now. my whole deal. What I'm doing. I'm whispering into the microphone just right now, but you can hear me just fine. <laughs> There's somebody on YouTube that's like, oh, see, I got to do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's somebody right now going, hey, girl, did you see that versus with Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat? Oh, by the way, did you watch that? (laughs) I didn't watch that. I was on a plane. We watched it during the show. We did. (laughs) I didn't see it. Which I'm pretty sure. I I I told you over and over to go ahead. I won't go back and listen to yesterday's show because I'm thoroughly embarrassed recognizing I spent a great deal of the time trying to get this versus in. (laughs) He did. (laughs) 
every every break he was gone because he was like, I'm just trying to be late coming back. Bruh, he was <laughs> during the show. During the show, he was like, What? Is she happening? <laughs> I was like, I, uh, This is the yeah. cultural moment. I can't miss this. Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat. Yeah. I did you? I didn't know he wrote Let's Chill until that that happened. Man, Keith Sweat's responsible for a lot of babies. Lots of babies. Lots of babies. A lot of other things too, but he's he's uh, he's, he's he's good. We like we like Keith Sweat in this household. What's next, Greg? All right, uh, LZ. Would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader for the rest of your life? Yoda. Everybody loves Yoda. Yoda. But forever, forever. Well, yeah, I mean, Yoda's this, been this around for be forty good. years, and we still love him. So I'm assuming forever is going to get a good run. All right, also, yeah. That's yeah. Good. Yoda was 900 years old. I mean, Yoda talked like that because he wanted to talk like that. Darth Vader talked like that because he had breathed like that because he had to to yeah. stay alive. You know what I'm saying? That's not the kind of existence I want. You know what I mean? Like that, it sounds cool, but you you know the scene where he's in his like chamber and it like opens up. He's got to deal with that nonsense every time. That's like the worst pit stop every single day of the week. Every Just in order day. to be able to breathe in through your lungs. No, thank you. Plus, he can't. <laughs> plus, think about it. Imagine Darth Vader in the 80s and everybody in the school is beatboxing except for him. You can't, that's what you're mad about. You can't you can't get your Dougie fresh on. You can't get your Dougie fresh on. Because, you know, you might die. No, Yoda, Yoda's got one of the great cadences in movie history. Uh, Never mind Star Wars lore. I love Yoda over here. And on top of that, not only just the cadence, Clinton, but he was dropping knowledge. Oh yeah. He's you got inspirational me? quotes on t shirts. Do or do not. There is no try. Come on you now. Know what I mean? Come on. Preaching. Bars, as we like to say. Bars. Reverend Pastor Yoda. Yeah. Really? You got any more, Greg? I no. do. Uh, okay, one more. Yep, one more. All right, so Clinton, would you rather your only mode of transportation be a donkey or a giraffe? <laughs> I'm going to say donkey here only because I can park a donkey. Where are you supposed to leave a giraffe? There's no way you can leave that thing without putting either it or yourself at risk. A donkey, I feel like I can hide in a parking lot somewhere. I'm going to definitely go with the donkey as well because it's real hard to be incognito with a giraffe. <laughs> Where were you at last night? I was at home. Why was your giraffe at the other place there? I saw your giraffe. Why you lying? No, you try to get me divorced, man. Give me that donkey. Oh, man. Laura, Laura what do you want? Bro, have you been to Mexico? They actually use donkeys. So I'm going to go with the donkey. That's, that's pretty good. And the thing yeah. is, like Kelsey said, if I'm trying to do something, I'll be like, yo, I saw your giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> why why was your giraffe at Pedro's house? <laughs> I don't know, man. No, 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 why are you lying? It. Why are you lying? It wasn't at Pedro's. It was a never mind. <laughs> I love it. Summer of fun, Satano, LZ, and Cap. I'm Clinton Yates. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. To Donna Wells, Ian Cap, Clinton Yates, filling in on Friday. Mm-hmm. Little Mike Jack, 
Lazer Diana. Song hit number one 33 years ago today, LZ. What do you think about that? So, are we in agreement that he's my Diana Ross or what? That what? He's talking about Diana Ross? Um, I don't know the answer to that because I have a different hot take, but please expound Ooh. on that for the listeners who are not familiar. Um, I mean, the song's called Dirty Diana. <laughs> yeah, but God. have you listened to the lyrics of the song? Like what it's about? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be a retroactive. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. I'll see you short-circuiting trying to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> Ask me if I know Michael Jackson lyrics. Dog, I don't know what he's saying. I got Dirty Diana. That's all saying. I got. Um, okay, so that's I, that's what I'm going to say. Ask this is my hot take. Lyrics, man. What are you talking about? This is my hot take about the song Dirty Diana, which is that a friend of the show, as we call him, just because I like him so much, Abel, a.k.a. The Weeknd, mm-hmm. his version of Dirty Diana is better, just to me. It sounds a little different. It's the same song in terms of the lyrics, but the reason why I also like it better, not just because I think the, not just cause I'm a A1, day one Weeknd stand, but the song and what the topic is about actually makes more sense than what The Weeknd's life is. Like, it's totally not believable that Michael Jackson would be dealing with some groupie that's, like, hanging up on his wife while he's on the road. I just don't see that in his life. Whereas for The Weeknd, that seems a lot more reasonable. And the song just hits a little harder. So that's my hot take on on The Weeknd. Let me hear. Let me hear. There we go. Right. A little, little airy in the back. And it's clearer, the lyrics, too, because he's singing better. Wait for it. Here it goes. It's a good song, right? Wait for the drop. Let's go! It's just the song just makes more sense for who The weekend is than it does. No, I believe Mike. I believe Mike. Because Mike collects crazy people in his life. (laughs) That's true. He's got Dirty Diana. He don't know if Annie's okay. He's got all these people in his life he's concerned about. So I believe Mike. All right. Fair enough. Well, you know, groupies and all that aside, we shouts to that song, which is a good one. But you think he still wants to keep it in the closet? Never mind. Keep of going. Co- uh, you know what? Enough, LZ. All right. We're my trying bad. to talk about 4th of July here. We're trying to have some fun. I keep forgetting it's July now. My bad. Independence Day. Independence Day is coming July. up. What? To me, the 4th of July is my favorite, what I'll just call, drinking holiday. There's a couple of those around America. This is the good one in terms <laughs> of, like, goodwill. And, you know, I, again, I'm from D.C., where the 4th of July is a big effing deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you find yourself to a rooftop so that you can see yourself the Washington Monument. This is going to be my first 4th in L.A., now that I think about it. Well, is it, yeah, first 4th, like, outside in L.A., and I'm pretty excited about it. Like, you got, it's got to tell me, where are the fireworks? What are we doing? How do y'all get it cracking? Laura? Yo, okay. I'm going to be the Debbie down. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. You know what? We're not even going to you. Yeah. Play the song. You. Play the song. We're Play not the doing song this. For you, Laura. I don't even know where the song is for the Debbie. Oh, is it right here? Is it right here? <laughs> what are we there doing? I'm out here trying go. to have a good time, telling y'all about my favorite holidays. Look. We got downers. No, no, no. Here's my thing. Like, I love... I love July. It's my birthday month. Like, every time it's, like, 4th of July, I'm hyped. There's something to do. We're ready to go. But, like, last year kind of sucked, right? And then this year, it just doesn't feel 4th of July-ish for me. haters. I'm not. It's just, like, all my friends got work and, you know, adulting and stuff. And it's just, it's not the same. Okay. Anyway. Greg, 
What are you going to do for the 4th of July? <laughs> you seem like the kind of guy that likes I mean, to you went blow, to Greg. Mm. blow up your hands with fireworks, you know, and then claim it was somebody else's fault. One of those. I, I'm not JPP. I'm not going to be doing anything <laughs> blowing up fi- hands on fireworks. But I will go. Like, I'm, I like seeing fireworks explode, and I like going to – I'm going over to my buddy's house, and I'm going to bring my daughter, and we're going to go We're going to go swim, and then we're going to play a bunch of cornhole in the backyard, and then they have this other game that's – Y'all love y'all some cornhole, man. Cornhole's, cornhole's fun, fun, man. I had to – I had to, like, I was like – why is cornhole so big out here? And I was like, oh, because they can actually play it a lot longer. So I grew yeah, up in Detroit. Corn, going. Cornhole season was two days in Detroit before it snowed. <laughs> cornhole season. So that's why I was like, why do they love cornhole? But now that I'm out here, I'm like, going, oh, I get it. Because it could be March. I'm like going, yo, dog, you want to do some cornhole? Okay, yeah. You know how That's easy cool. it is to hold a beer or hold some kind of drink and just use the other hand to throw the cornhole, throw the bags? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's great. I'm a big fan. Cornhole is fantastic. Cornhole is one of the great lawn games in the history of lawn games, if you're asking me. I mean, I, I will get it in on the 4th of July weekend. Myself, I'm going to be on a friend's rooftop where you mm-hmm. can see, hopefully we can see a bunch of the different. Okay, so this is what I'm asking you. Like, Where are the municipalities or localities, if you will, LZ, that have fireworks? Because, again, I'm coming from the capital Every, of the United States. Everybody's got fireworks. Now, what I did one year when I lived in Silver Lake. We had mm-hmm. a rooftop patio, and I threw a party, you know, and a bunch of people came over, blah, blah, blah. And you could see almost 360, just all the fireworks that were going everywhere. So That's what awesome. I would say is find you a locale that can get you as high as possible. Not like Olympic sprinter high, but like real high. Like Mulholland vertical Drive. high, exactly. And then, you know, just sit back and enjoy. Because yeah. there's so many fireworks. You don't want to just go to one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mulholland Drive, seriously, off the 101. Mulholland Drive? Off the 101 by Hollywood Bowl on the top. It's like you go there, the spot. There's like a few spots where you can actually park, not just be reckless on the road. But you can (laughs) park and like chill. Dude, you see downtown. You see Hollywood Bowl. Mm -hmm. You know, you you will see LA light up from there. But it's it's not you chill with a drink. You know what I mean? You just go, you view, bye. Because you can't drink there. But that's a good spot to go to. Back exactly. home, do they have? Do, let me ask you this, LZ. Does our community out here have what we'll just call their own source of fireworks routinely? How does that go? How do we move in LA on the, uh, let's just say the non-city sanctioned firework front? What what what, what am I going to be looking for there, or what am I going to be looking to avoid? Quite frankly, avoid. I don't know, man. I don't know. I know because I know where I'm from. The brothers around the way got the best fireworks, and that includes the people on the going Washington Monument. You know what I mean? Because they'd be going nuts. I don't know where they get them from. I don't know how that happens, but I know it does. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm cynical in this, but I'm, I'm just of the belief that if you go to one firework, and if it's, you know, proper, you're good. They're yeah. all the same. Well, I mean, sure. God, y'all are, y'all are in a foul mood today what do you mean you know foul? Yeah, we're just You're being the, no, honest bro we're being real man it's grown folks radio we're not here grown, grown fantasy folks radio man. grown and sexy radio that's why y'all t- t- can't even talk about sports because you're too busy watching versus. <laughs> <laughs> too busy watching versus man Trying are y'all some... going to cookouts what are y'all looking forward to from the cookouts this year but excuse me laura aside because she's I'm not going anywhere i'm gonna stay home and cook my own food grill okay we grill at home greg what you doing yeah, like I said, I was going to a friend's house and we're going to grill. We're, they're going to grill burgers and dogs and just like the normal stuff. Might bring some of the some carne asada over. Do you? Oh. Do, oh, wait, what? Carne asada. Wait, ho, wait hold Car- on. Wait, what? Carne, carne, carne asada. Yeah, 
bring some carne asada from, from the where? Vallarta? From the Vallarta. Oh, there we go. From who? From the Vallarta, right down the way. So you're getting it pre-made? Yeah, they, yeah. you go to the Vallarta, okay. they hit, and they give you, they give you a big old check. bag out of it. This is oh. a seasonings check. It's delicious, <laughs> no, it, too. It is a seasoning check, absolutely. I'm just making sure, because I'm looking out for Greg. <laughs> I appreciate you. I don't, but, want him, uh, I don't want him bringing some bland meat up in the next company. <laughs> and then Monday rolls around. like, going, why Greg's so sad, man? He has some bland meat at the fireworks, and now like, people won't talk to him anymore. Yeah. Almost bad as the raisins in the potato salad. It was bad. Well, no, it, not, it, not it, that bad. Well, raisins in the potato salad is pretty bad. That's, that, that's like the A1, you know, violation list i'd say a2 is probably what'd you say cranberries in the avocado or in the guacamole that can't that can't work that's pretty bad but you know what's really bad is that green bean casserole salad Mm. yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't my people don't consume that (laughs) mine either it's a thing trust me that's not a thing so yeah i think i'm excited man i think i'm gonna try to see i might you know oh i have an idea so you know what i got really into hmm Time lapses. I might do a time lapse for my Ooh. friend's roof. Ooh. Of all the different. That's exactly. Yeah, there you go. Know. Make it fun. I'm actually going to be in D.C. on the Fourth of July. Oh. Coincidentally. Ooh, How about that? Jelly. Just for a little bit, though. Not hanging not at the White House. No, um, I'm doing ABC this week, Sunday morning. Right. So I'm heading over there tomorrow, and uh, we'll be there for the Fourth of July, and then I zip back. Awesome. All right. Well, my, we'll and, get... you know, hopefully I won't see my giraffe park somewhere it ain't supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Steve, I was out of time. Why my giraffe over here, though, man? You got something you got to tell me? Sedano, LZ, and Cap. I'm Clinton Yates filling in on a Friday. More holiday talk when we get back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.